just felt like something wet hitting me. It stunk. It was gross, really. It felt dirty right away. You could smell the smell of poop. Susan Allen and her son were parked at this very intersection as they watched the liquid cover their vehicle and fall all over them. Car was just inundated with poop. It was falling from the sky. You could feel the drops hitting you. It kind of felt like we got a dump truck full of mud dumped on top of us. When I looked up, there was nothing above us but a plane flying. It had already flown a little bit past, obviously, and you could still see light things falling from the sky coming through my sunroof because my sunroof of my car was obviously open. Oh my God. And I started crying. I'm like, I'm covered in poo and it's human poo, right? She said, yes, it's human poo. And I was like trying to hold my shirt away from me. So my son sprayed me off. I sprayed him off. We sprayed the vehicle off. It almost looked like wheat, splattered wheat. And it was gray. Bird poop is white and black. It would have taken a thousand flock of birds to fly over all at once to cover my car as much as it was covered. I went to the doctor, he did uh, swipe on my eye, he told me that I did get feces in my eye. The reason that I got the burn in my eye would be from a chemical called liquid blue that I'd never heard of from before and he said it's something they put in the toilets to emulsify the business in there. <laughs> Alan said she'd like her vehicle to be detailed as it still smells like feces. For Castanet News, I'm Alana Kelly in Kelowna. It is uh, Wednesday, June 6, uh, 2018. Um, much like that woman's car, uh, this place is a is a mess. Like I don't even I don't even know what to say anymore. Just just every day, there's something. If I hear if no if I see. One more world star video of some white lady crying to the cops about, you know, calling in the cops about uh, this this barbecue or pool party full of black people. And, she, and it just makes her feel some kind of way. Like, I'm, I'm just tired of that. Like, did it ever occur to the crying white lady that maybe if she didn't cry and didn't wasn't, you know, calling the cops and she, and she just showed up to the party, you know, all will, you know, they might give her a plate or, you know, just let her swim. You know, you might, might, you might get some, you know, some, some young black stud ready, you know, ready to get, you know, ready to, you know, come home with you and, and you can make them some biscuits. Okay, thank you, guest, who's not not supposed to talk to in the show yet. But uh, hey, you know, hey, it's 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 you know it's organic. But um, you know, just full of you know uh, white people just just <laughs> just just button you know just just getting all up in their feelings like Donald Trump and you know and not inviting the Philadelphia Eagles. To the White House because they because he disagrees with their stance. How much how much of a bitch is Donald Trump gonna be? Just just him just saying you know oh just no you're disinvited now. I don't I, yeah you no I don't want you in I I don't want you at my party. No you are disinvited like they wanted to go in the first damn place you know because he you know, if they you know 
if you know black if the black dudes wasn't gonna show up it wasn't gonna be a, a crunk party so that's probably why this invited them because you know but then but now it's just gonna be a bunch of stuffy people eating uh cucumber sandwiches uh listening to national anthem over and over again congrats you know good luck on that and i also found out just today that um like uh, uh trump was talking to uh the sexy as hell justin trudeau on the phone and he brought up how like didn't canada burn the white house down during the war of 1812 which um they didn't that was the british and uh basically it's it's almost like your friend who thinks he knows stuff but doesn't is the president of the United States. Everybody got that one friend who tries to hip you on stuff and you just listen to him like he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And that that's basically who our president is. Your your friend who's probably still stays at home with his mama who who reads a bunch of stuff on the internet that's probably not true. That is the freaking president. I had a bunch of notes. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, shout out to Kim Kardashian for getting Trump to uh, grant um, Ann Johnson clemency, which is amazing. Like, first first off, it's amazing how um, the Kim Kardashian is basically repping more for black people than her husband. That's, you know, when he dropped his little seven album, What the Hell Ever?, on Friday, but he's, and also, it you know, it's come, it's basically, if you are a good looking girl with a nice ass, if you tell Donald Trump to do something, he'll most likely do it. So I propose we get more uh, good looking women with big asses. We like hip them to all the problems going on in the country and see if they can get an audience with Trump. I say we start with the uh, big-ass uh, porn stars. You got your uh, uh, Sophie D. What else? You got your uh, Phoenix Marie. No, no. No more. Yeah, I think you know story. Um, let's see. Like, I know, uh, you know, Kelly Devine and Gianna Michaels are retired, but maybe they can come out retirement and uh, talk to Trump. I'm trying to get Gianna Michaels on the show, but I don't know what they – yeah, that seems not to be happening. Oh, oh, I know, definitely. Alexis, Texas. You know, because, like, both both she and Trump hate black people. So maybe, you know, they'd be a perfect match. Yeah, you know, you'd be, be into that. Some Alexis, Texas action. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jay Prince is now just going around scaring people. Uh, man behind Rap-A-Lot Records is on his book tour basically saying, that the beef with uh, Drake and Pusha T is squashed. Uh, just uh, he basically he going, he's doing that deep voice thing where it's just like, yeah, Drake, uh, you know, uh, wrote up uh, uh, killer diss that would just have destroyed Kanye's career. But I told him not to do that because, uh, you know, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be good. And. And, you know, if Drake, you know, Drake dropped that, you know, that if Drake leaked that, then, uh, you know, he, you know, and, uh, he kept his promise to me. So you ain't going to hear that. So so now you got Drake scared, which is like which basically, let's, let's be honest, it's not that easy to scare Drake, but just 
you've got every Jay Prince somehow got everybody scared. Like Roy Wood Jr. dropped that thread on Twitter, how he tried to prank him one time and just like that didn't go well. He just left Houston, which is what I would really like to do right now. But that that won't be happening anytime soon. So. <sighs> okay, well, on a, on a, on the pressing issues. Oh yeah, XX Temptation Island, whatever his name is, XXX. Uh, that uh, that story from the Miami New Times dropped, which basically like the same story I keep here. I keep reading online about how he he uh basically had a woman uh imprisoned in his home, just beating the snot out of her all the time. And just, why do black people basically, and, and, and white people to, to an extent, uh, yeah, why, do, why do people just keep giving obvious garbage people free passes? Like him, Chris Brown, R. Kelly, just as long as they keep dropping good tunes, you know, everything's kosher. Just like I wasn't listening to the dude no damn way because, you know, he's like 17, 18 and he just looks wrong. So like you, you even if you never knew anything about Triple uh, X tentacles or whatever the hell's name is, you just know that like he he's done some some stuff. I don't want to be privy to his music and just like. He looks like he 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 he's gotten some bodies hidden somewhere. So, but hey, if you wanna if you wanna f- listen to whatever the hell kind of music he's doing, whatever. But remember, you're kind of an accomplice. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran, yeah, deleted her Instagram photos because of uh, the Last Jedi haters. Um, I can't express this enough. Uh. White people has basically ruined Star Wars for me. Uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah. They just like y'all just. It, I I was never that impressed with Star Wars in the first damn place. I still remember when I was four or five years old, watching going to the movie, seeing Empire Strikes Back, and I was, and I was like, eh, eh yeah, whatever. Just like you know, Darth Vader is his loose father. With it, spoilers, whatever. I wasn't that all that. Uh, keen with it, and uh, or something. Why you keep on butting in <laughs> in the conversation? You're not. Your mic's not even on. It's a Trying to yeah, it's a monologue. <laughs> Listen to the Australian. It's a monologue. You know, you know what this proves? This is this is. I, I didn't know where to say this. I yeah. I this is this is. I was, I was wondering if I was going to say this, like, if there's anything the past week has taught me is that, you know, whether you're Roseanne or Samantha B or whatever, just like it's, it's taught me that uh, this white women will automatically <laughs> say whatever the hell they want to say and think they can get away with it. Like, it's like it's, it reminds me when like Reese Witherspoon got out the car when she was all drunk and her and her husband or whatever was about to be uh Pulled over by the cops, and she comes out just like, I'm an American citizen. That's the United States. Now, let me talk. And I'm just like, and then, you know, if that was like, 
a black person, they would have just been shot before they got out the car. And it's just, just like, just, you know, just, you know, Roseanne was all like, hey, just, hey, let me, let me call a, a respected uh, black woman a Muslim ape and just, just throw that out there and just, and she actually, she actually thought, I don't know what the hell she thought. She's on Ambien apparently. And it was just, Drugs. yeah. And then Samantha B called Ivanka the, the C word, which, oh, how the hell did you not think that was not going to get any, you know, the conservatives all riled up. You know, she's the C word. Ooh, who is scary. And just like, how, how can she say that on basic cable? Oh, Jesus Christ. It's just, uh, but, uh, yeah, the, yeah, Star Wars fans, uh, can, can bite it. I don't know what the hell is your problem. It's like, it's eight, it's, what is it now? 10, 12, I don't know what the hell it is. A bunch of movies about a whole universe that doesn't exist. But apparently y'all think this is, uh, a, a canon or, or just, uh, just something sacred, and for some reason, if minorities jump into the fray, if black people, if women, if if, if women of color jump, if for some reason it's wrong, which is like, do y'all know any minorities? Is that is that what it? Are y'all too busy in your basements thinking of fan fiction that y'all can't leave the house and mingle with outside people? You gotta like the minute people of color or just people that different you come into your little world it just gets all it's like when you know i was i, I did a tweet about uh you know how i haven't been hearing about any backlash from oceans eight the all female oceans uh spinoff or whatever but like they but all the geeks and fanboys are all uh all all in their panties about uh, the Ghostbusters reboot and how there's all women and stuff like that. And I'm just like, is it? The, I I love I love the original Ghostbusters, but it, yeah, I didn't I didn't care. Just like because this is this is Hollywood. This is what happens. They take something that happened 10, 20 years ago, and they make another movie about it. But uh, but apparently the like all the diehard fans they were like, you're ruining my childhood. This is my what. It, was your childhood is that your childhood that fragile that a movie is gonna destroy it? Like what the hell happened in your childhood? Like like point in point to the doll where somebody touched you, where Ghostbusters is the thing that holds. Ghostbusters throw holds the thing that ho that holds your childhood together. Like I'm done with all the fanboys, the Marvel DC fanboys, the Star Wars fanboys, whoever the hell else. Uh, uh, praise to the altar of some franchise that really just wants your money. We really want you to spend fifty dollars at the movie theater. <sighs> but this is what happens uh, when you're getting up in age and um, sex isn't as spontaneous as you want it to be. You know, I can honestly say it's never been spontaneous. It was 
a perfectly planned thing that apparently, well, it wasn't that perfect, but it was, took a lot of work, took a lot of effort, took a, took a lot of phone calls. Because you just can't just say, hey, let's, let's, you know, it's not like it is in the movies where just like people just get together and just like, hey, let's get together and, and let's, let's take our clothes off and get all in the bed and everything. And then like you go, you know, there's always like some scene in the office where just people have sex. Nobody has sex in offices. First of all, they're too small and they're too cramped. And you know damn well somebody's going to hear you out there moaning and panting and, 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 and it, it sounds all squishy and everything. But it's just, it's just, yeah, it's, if anybody out there has ever had sex spontaneously, Sean, I'm talking to you, uh, you know, holler at me. Uh, let me just, I, I like to hear stories because um, yeah, I can, I can honestly say on this, Whatever the hell I do every week, uh, I've never had spontaneous sex because I, I, I hear it's good. And maybe, just maybe, I'll talk with my guests about it uh, before, you know, right after we turn out to these friggin' um, tunes that I got all lined up. Jesus, spontaneous sex. Get the hell out of here. Just, uh, there's some 80 year old guy who was talking about spontaneous sex and it's just like, He's 80. Like apparently, I, I don't know if like he hit. I want to talk to that 80 year old guy. I don't know if you can get a hookup. Yeah. And we'll talk. We'll just spend a huge chunk of time talking about uh, this 80 year old man and the spontaneous sex he's had. Okay. This is uh, the most uh, sexually repressed show on uh, public radio. This is the Sour Hour. R.I.P. to Kate Spade and uh, J.R. Smith. Uh, keep your head up, man. I know. Like, we've all made mistakes, but y'all, yours was broadcast, and sports fans are probably going to talk about this forever. But hey, you know, you know, don't, you know, just keep your head up, man. That's all I can say about that. Say 
All right, uh, this is the Sour Hour, a.k.a. Everything is Canceled, right here on uh, KPFT HD 2, not 3, HD 2. Um, I am Craig D. Lindsay, a.k.a. Uncle Krizzle, a.k.a. Uh, Anastasia Beaverhausen, a.k.a. Uh, Fat Greasy. A.K.A. the Freelancer of Love. I don't think I've said that here. And, uh, you know, if you want to get at me online, uh, you can hit me up at, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Grinder at uh, Uncle Krizzle. Uh, if you want to let me know you're listening to this freaking show, uh, hashtag me at the sour hour and um 
if you uh, want to listen to uh, this episode or archive or previous episodes of this 60 minute cry for help, as I like to call it, um, you can uh, go to uh, mixcloud.com slash Uncle Crizzle. All right, uh, let me tell you about the uh, music I just played. Um, the uh, first song up, well, that's a new track from the internet. Yeah, they all back together. Uh, Sid the Kid and uh, Matt Martians and uh, Steve Lacey and them uh, come over. That's I've been playing that track for the uh, past hour. No, no, not the past the past week. The past week I've been playing that whole that track for the past week. I enjoy it. And then um, after after that we had uh, what was it? We had a uh, uh, tiny shoulders. This uh, track from this uh, gal out of L.A., only known as Skeleton Woman. And uh, yeah, that's just Skeleton Woman. I believe she's on Instagram as Skeleton Woman Music. And this has a track I enjoyed called Tiny Shoulders. And uh, after that, uh, I believe that we could call that a special request. Um, that was uh, When the Morning Comes from uh, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Um, that is, uh, I believe that's uh, from a compilation, uh, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, the Motown years. I was like, I said, if I was on, if I was gonna play Frankie Valley, it's only gonna be from uh, that, that that compilation, the Motown years. And one of the reasons I played it is uh because um we have uh I have two guests in the uh studio. Um they're two artists, uh, two female artists whose uh work is uh being um shown in galleries around the greater Houston area. One of them is a big Frankie Valley fan. So I said, "Hey, screw it. I'll play some Frankie Valley up here." And uh there are two uh lovely ladies uh, they're both blonde, and uh, they both smell nice. So, uh, why don't you guys, ladies, introduce yourself? Oh, Jesus, what the hell? Ah! You okay? Yeah, I'm okay, but, uh, oh my God, what what is that? Special effects. Yeah, special, I mean, okay, wait a minute, is, is this mic working? It, is your mic working? Yeah, go, go. Hello, I'm Tracy Meyer. Yeah, this mic is working. Okay. I don't know what's going on with that one. Ooh. Hold on. Can we share this one? Yeah, okay. I guess you have to because. Do we have to, we have to be real close or is it okay? Ooh. Yeah, oh my God. What? Is, what? The, oh, Jesus. It's okay. I'm so sorry. This happens. What have we done? We've jinxed you. I, why the hell this continues to happen to me during my show? Just as a complete obliteration of just, uh, just, but, um, okay. Could you please state? We, we could mime for your name and address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y'all two are very happy to be on this show. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so. There you are. 
Okay. Uh, say say your name again. Hi, my name's Tracy Meyer. And you're. And I'm Trish Blackwell. Trish Blackwell. Uh, welcome to the Sour Hour. This. Thank you. Wobble, friggin' show. Wait a minute. Let me see if I can move you to this one. To that one. Yeah. Oh, I think this one's working now. I heard something click. Now is it? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, wait a minute, take no, that off. Okay. Oh, oh. Yeah. feedback or something. The friggin' yeah, headphones. All right. There you go. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. So now are we talking into this one? You're talking into this mic okay, right Okay, I can do that, I'm pretty sure. And you're talking into this mic. One, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> Before I jump off the roof of this building. It's only one story. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Tell people who you are and uh, just what is I'm it? Trish Blackwell. I'm an artist at Archway Gallery on Dunleavy. I'm a figurative artist. And, and this is Tracy Meyer. Hi. I'm Tracy Meyer, and I'm also an Archway artist. And I am a painter and a sculptor. Yeah, a painter and a sculptor. And everything. And uh, you uh, two are from, I mean, you're from Australia. Yes, I grew, ooh, I grew up in Australia. Grew up in Australia, and you, what's up, what's up with you? Um, born in Louisiana, then Houston, and then Denmark for 20 years. Denmark for 20 years. Yes. And um, what, uh, well, how'd you get to Denmark and everything? I met a, a young, handsome Dane in Houston and fell in love, and I moved over there. Yeah. All right. So let's get the origin stories on your artwork. Uh, how do you How do you two begin doing art? Well, let's see. <laughs> do you want to see how we began? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've always been able to draw. I've always, I think it's genetic. My uncle was a commercial artist in New York City. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up looking at his art. He did everything from charcoal, watercolor, oil, photography. And I never used it. And then as I got older, I, I did use it in work. Like I worked for the, in the oil in industry. And then I moved to, when I moved to Denmark, I decorated bicycle windows and then I worked for Red Cross and did the same and I taught English and used it there I taught yeah so uh, then we I moved back to Houston and I went to Glacelle uh -huh. and um, I had some great teachers there and I um, I honed in my skills and became a figurative artist I worked with Patrick Palmer and um, Arthur Turner. And uh, what about you, Ms. Meyer? Well, I do not feel that I am what I call a natural drawer. Mm -hmm. So I did finally go to Glassell myself, and I graduated in 2012 with a certificate of art in both painting and sculpture. But my formative years were spent um, 
you know, doing craft. You know, someone taught me how to crochet and I spent hours and years crocheting little flowers that I joined together in chains and then into blankets. And then someone taught me to knit. And so I had a, um, I spent a lot of time knitting and, and then I taught myself embroidery and cross stitch and all of those sorts of things. And I think those sorts of uh, that all of that craft work really has had a big effect on the art that I do because so much of my work is about building one unit on top of another unit which is the same as making those stitches to do the stitchery or to knit one stitch or a crochet chain and so I'm still doing that today not that I'm making craft per se but I am still building organically my work well, I was noticing uh, with your work, and you do a lot of, like you say, three-dimensional stuff, like sculpting mm -hmm. and um, everything, and um, and also with the uh, you know, designs and the, I mean, it's very, it's it's very textural. It is. I love yeah. texture. Yeah, and, just. And I love finding little things. I mean, I'm drawn very much to shapes, and yeah, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. You look at nature or buildings or whatever, and it's all about shapes and repetition and. I find that very attractive. So my work is all about those geometric forms, the mm -hmm. repetition. For me, it's all about putting one one form against another and the relationship and the tension that you can build with those particular forms together. Yeah. And then I, I delight in, in, in that sort of creation of the textural thing out of unexpected objects. So I spend a lot of time repurposing things. Mm -hmm. You know, I... I do a lot of work with puzzle pieces per se. Yeah, because so, you know. uh, like one one of my uh, favorite pieces at the Archway, where you guys have work at the Archway Gallery, is uh, like the uh, like the the, uh, the the I don't know the play setting. Let's call it that of uh, puzzle pieces mm -hmm. that are stuck and glued together mm -hmm. and everything. I believe that's yours. Yes, and uh, just it's almost like you know looking through your artwork is just like just there's a sense that. Um, like you really want to express how much, whether it's visually or physically, uh, just 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 the 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 joy in in, in feeling things, mm -hmm. and just whether it's you know in, whether, it's the, whether it's through touch or through sight, just like acknowledging something that's in front of you, and you can just place it, and it's there, and it feels, you know rich and three-dimensional and just that I just that's that's what I get from your work well thank you I mean I do I really take delight in in the things I use in my sculptures and the, you know for me the little puzzle pieces are like little people mm -hmm. and so you know I create these little scenarios in my work trying to make some comment about you know various things that I see and you know I, I just really I just enjoy them and I hope other people who might just, you know, at first glance just go, oh, puzzles, take a time to think about why I'm using them and perhaps why I'm, I'm doing the work I'm doing, mm -hmm. you know. Well, as for you, uh, <laughs> Trish, um, uh, you, you feel like, I've in noticing your work, I mean, it, it is a lot of um, portraits, but, but yeah, very... Um, very, uh, I don't know, you could say elaborate uh, portraits of, peop of people. Uh, it's, uh, it's almost like, um, you know, photo illustrations where it's, uh, 
it's yeah, you can't photorealism, yeah. Yeah, photorealism, yeah. where it's artificial realism. Yeah, and uh, where you where you get we capture uh, faces or people, and it just there's there's like a, a blurriness to it. It's just like it's mm-hmm. it's almost like uh, just translucent. Yeah, translucent, uh, translucent cap- capturing people. Uh, just like in a blurry state, where it it almost seems like that is the general gist of most of your work. Is just like you're you're seeing somebody, but at the same time you're not. Yeah, I I start with um I have a collection of photos, and so I use that as collage, mm-hmm. and I can get those from anywhere, um, from patterns in a dress to a building, anything, and and then the idea is to uh, integrate. Um, a drawing of a figure or a face into the collage mm-hmm. so where it's almost hidden or or you can see it but I try not to to lose the collage yeah and uh, it's all about the drawing to mm-hmm. me and um, I, it's a journey because I really just started this four years ago and three years ago I opened um, studio on at Spring Street yeah and then I joined Archway Gallery uh, in April and I'm so happy for it. It's um, it has great it's been artists. Been great, has, hasn't it? It's, it's just a wonderful place. The way they run the place um, to have that many great artists together mm-hmm. and working it. So um, I just, you know, I'm still growing, and mm-hmm. so um, so that's where I'm at now. Um, um, you know, art making art making is really a gig. You know, it's like what your job. You know, you do it every day. You don't take a vacation. You, you know, you're you're think, consumed by it. Mm, yeah. Thinking about it all the time. Even if you're not making art, you're thinking about art. Mm-hmm. What you could do or you're looking at things to see if you can use them as reference materials mm-hmm. or you're collecting things on the sly, taking photos of things that somehow you can make apply yeah. to your work. You know, all it's the fun. Time. Yeah, all your, your Instagram uh, feed is uh, full of... Uh, photos because like i was wondering which artwork is yours and which is something you just took somewhere in vacation oh see with instagram most of it is just things that i find intriguing so they're they're p they're 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 i've taken photographs of things that i find appealing so it's repetition it's tonal values it's it 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 sort of relates to my work but it isn't mostly it's not my work so sometimes i put pieces in and uh, but a lot of the time I don't. But I'm going to have to change that I think and add more, you know, photos of my work mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Um, well, just you say you've been doing uh, Patricia. You've been doing this uh, for uh, four years. Right. But I've always been able to draw. You know, yeah. I can always I can copy anything. Um, and my son's the same way. So. And uh, how long have you been doing this again? I'm, I'm talking to you. Oh, excuse me? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Why you. would I be talking to <laughs> the Blackwell's? Why, why would you be talking to I the wall? I don't know why you were pointing. Because <laughs> you're there and... Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, he's I'm not so, there. Okay, he's not there. I, I'm paying attention now. I do apologize. I was busy watching you pointing. <laughs> what was your question, please? How long have you been doing art? Since 1998, I consider myself not to be a natural drawer, but my neighbor who came from England when I, you know, she said, come on, Tracy, off we go. We're going to Hobby Lobby and we're going to learn how to watercolor. And I'm like, really? I I can't draw. But 
we had an inspired teacher and we produced beautiful watercolours and that whetted my appetite to learn more about art because I thought, you know, maybe I can do this. You know, I, I won, you know, little prizes um, for my watercolours and I met another lady from Hungary and she said, I think we should go to Glacel. So I think in 2001... Yeah. Mm -hmm. In 2001, I started my Glassell journey with, you know, one or two classes a Who semester. Who was your first teacher? Charlotte Cosgrove. Mine too. Really? Oh, she taught me drawing. If you didn't drawing. have a portfolio, you had to take her class. Oh, I know. She was fantastic. <laughs> Wasn't she? She was it fantastic. Was so I, I took, it. yeah, I took Charlotte's class in drawing and then I took 2D design and then I took my watercolours to Arthur because back then you had to, yeah. he had to jury you into his class. So could we be in your watercolour class? And he said, the yes. The only way I could get into his class was if I did a scholarship. Really? You automatically get in. So. Okay. Well, there you are. Yeah. How about that? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you, you, like you, you, you blanked no, out then. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was just like, you two were so deep in your conversation. You all forgot you were on the radio. Oh, sorry. But, yeah, well, we but, were talking. At least we weren't miming. That would be yeah, more difficult. No, but like, the one thing you have to say is that you have to do art all the time. If you don't, it's like playing the piano. If you, if you take a break... You know, you get rusty. You get rusty, mm -hmm. and you have to start all over again. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I had uh, another uh, artist not too long ago here on the show, uh, T. Smith, who mm -hmm. was also yeah. a, an Archway Gallery member, and she was telling me how. Well, she was she basically hipping me, hipping me to how being a female artist is just uh, very, extremely different from being a male. Uh, artists and uh, just all the the hurdles you uh, female artists have to go through just to get their work noticed and even get it to you know get it. Have you been through any hurdles? Ha have you? I don't know. Just like, I mean, would you say like as as female? And hate to do that whole well, as female reached, artists. I haven't reached that point yet. So. Well, I mean, it is absolutely documented that female artists are not represented. Mm. If yeah. we're 50% of the population, we certainly aren't 50% of the artworks mm -hmm. in, you know, in the museums. And there was that whole great guerrilla girls movement where they created quite a lot of fuss mm -hmm. about how, you know, there are 10% or 20% female artists in the museums. But mm -hmm. let's face it, for a long time, it wasn't the profession for women you know, women had to, I don't know, that was, it was too risque for women to be artists. So it's always been over the, 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 historically, it's always been a male profession. So it's only in the last 200 years that we've really even been allowed, except for, I don't know, was it who, there were a few, there have been a few famous women, but. What, Georgia O'Keeffe? Well, Georgia O'Keeffe, but even she, you know, even that's, yeah. you know, pretty well, well, it's not this century, but, you know, it's pretty recently, but, you know, there was the Gentileschi, what was her name? You know, and so there have been some famous, some famous people in the, you know, oh my God, medieval years, but you, not many. Yeah. I mean, so, you, you often feel that mainly there is, yeah, because uh female artists aren't widely accepted because there is this fear that the art may you know uh be too uh feminine or shall we say feminist to just like just worry that that uh you know because i sometimes i think about how performance artists like uh karen finley and 
then was very very feminist driven in their art and just uh, you, f you find it to be like this uh, male fear and anxiety that comes when accepting female artists that it might be that it might be all about uh, I don't know, I don't femininity even, or just I don't feminist even think acting. about it I don't even think about the male female um, artist thing I agree. I think probably there is still some sort of barrier. But do you think about it? I, I mean, don't it, really think I about it myself. Think about I think it. I just try and get out there and have something to say and just do my work. But let's face it, a lot of female artists that you think about, who you can remember, are pretty way out there. Yeah. Louise Bourgeois, I mean, she's pretty amazing and her work was huge and it was discussing her a lot of things. And, um, you know, so a lot of the people are um, certainly, um, you know, their work has had to be very way out, you know, yeah. for them to be noticed. And, you know, what do they say? Um, well, they were, <laughs> What sprang to mind was no news is good news, but I don't mean that. I mean any publicity is good publicity, good or bad. Yeah. You know, so you just get your name out there, you get into the papers, you get in front of the public, and then they hear you. you know. Well, as a working artist, uh, how uh, often uh, does your work get uh, snapped up? Uh, just I mean, y'all make are y'all making a decent? Uh, Living or wages, uh, just uh, being an artist. I sold a lot last year. Oh, oh really? Great. Well, I do absolutely sell my work, but often I say to my friends that my work, my work costs me money. But that's not yeah. really true. I mean, it does. It 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 does absolutely. It, my work does cost me money, but that doesn't mean that I don't make sales too. So, mm. you know. It's just slow. I have to get the rhythm of Houston. I have to figure out what I'm doing here now that I've moved back from England. And, uh, yeah, got to figure some stuff out. But, I, you know, I, I, what I really work on is is getting into shows. Yeah. That is what I really like to do and being part of those shows and applying and stuff. So, uh -huh. So that is something that I'm working on. I mean, is the Archway the only place that uh, your work is uh, featured? It's the only gallery that I'm in, but mm. um, I have been in a show and I'm part of a public art project that's coming up and um, hopefully I will be, you know, I'm going to work on more and, and get into more. And because, and also, well, Trish, uh, your, uh, your work, I mean, is not only in the Archway, but... Uh, uh, at Spring Street? Let's see, I have... We have an exhibit with Arthur Turner at Spring Street yeah. in June, and then at Winter Street, there's an exhibit, Come Together exhibit. Uh -huh. Then there's District Art Gallery. Then I'm going to go into two restaurants. Oh my gosh, you're busy. And then someplace in Tanglewood. The, it's in October, August. Which one is that place that um, I uh, bumped into you because you had your artwork there? It was uh, District Art Gallery. District Art Gallery. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that the greatest place? Yeah, yeah, it's oh, a good place. I mean, with uh, the harpist in the glass case. Yeah. And, oh. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of cool uh, stuff. Uh, the artists uh, that um, I, I didn't know about that were. They were know, all up and coming black artists. So how in the hell did I get it there? 
It wasn't just black artists. It was also like a uh, guy did a video on it, and that's what he was calling it. It's also like uh, but you he know, left me out of the video. Like <laughs> Latino artists, because it was because the idea it was, was a feminine, like, yeah, it was feminine, fem, fem, or something, fem something, and uh, yeah, you were there, and like a lot of other artists with one name, there and they were just doing stuff there. And uh, yeah, that was a good. Uh, they had some time. pretty people there. They were pretty people. Yeah. Uh, pretty people, and pretty. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like it's a great place. But I hate it when just like it's like you, there's a bunch of people at a place, and like, the air conditioning isn't kicking it, and you're just like. Well, there were a lot of people. Was in it there really too. hot? Yeah, it was really hot, and just you, you know, they didn't, have it, they didn't have any. It wasn't hot, you know, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah. You, <laughs> You've been to Denmark and everything, just like, but uh, cause maybe that's you know, you Are you know, implying she likes saunas or something like that, okay? And uh, just uh, you know, they didn't have, really have any chairs and stuff, and just like I was sweating and I was on the verge of doing that whole like, like when I was at Comic Palooza a couple of oh, Saturdays okay. ago, and I was just walking around, and I just started feeling tired and about ready to pass out, and I just needed some water. I, I actually went outside, needed some fresh air, just like. I mean, it's a great place, but just like... It was a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. You got to, you know, art galleries, just kick the AC. Like, when stuff like that happens, because it's just like, it, I was, I was, you almost had a fat black dude pass out <laughs> in the middle of the place. Wow. So, um... That sound good. Yeah, but, yeah, it's a good place nonetheless. But, uh, just, uh, okay, real quickly, how can people contact you, and your social media presence and everything, just... Okay, uh, P Blackwell Art. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm at Archway Gallery. So, and I'm Tracy Meyer Art everywhere: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All right. Archway Gallery. Wherever Tracy Meyer Art. TracyMeyerArt.com. Okay, thank you uh, both for coming down here. Y'all, y'all okay? Is everything fine? This wasn't. Uh, a disturbing experience for you because no. I just want me. Do we have to sign something? <laughs> no, I'm just making sure because y'all are you're, you're adult ladies and you look respectable and you're talking to me and just you wondering. I, I all through the whole thing, I'm just wondering, are they okay? Are they? <laughs> they just. No, we didn't pass out nothing. It was great. Thank was you very good. much Thank for you. having us. Thank it was you. so much fun to be able it to was. promote. It was promote. a lot of fun. Right, well, uh, our art. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, ladies, for coming down. And until next time, uh, this is uh, Craig D. Lindsay saying, um, you know, Sarah Huckabee, you know, when April asked you, just like, does Trump know what it you know means to, to, to kneel? You know, just you could have had a, a better answer. But um but that's okay, cause I know what you're going through, dear. Just and just all you, all you gotta do is just let me know. Just just let me know, you know, just how you're feeling, cause we can we can make this happen. You know, I can we can go rent a rent a room at the Radisson, and we can just is where no wherever you're at, and just you know, just you and I just talk about it, and you know, we can hold each other. We can we can play some. Some Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, and just, just talk it over, just cause I need you, boo. I need you. Just, just need.